0: From the Spacebird Media Studios, it's Roxanne and Ace
1: Unlimited.
0: Welcome to another edition of Roxanne and Ace Unlimited. We love having you here. Here is where you're gonna find a little bit of Jesus, a little bit of fun, a little bit of culture. You just never know, do you, Ace?
2: This is true. And the culture may not necessarily be classy. It might just be (laughs) chill. Who knows? always good. I will say this being the beginning of awards season, you know, it's always kind of cool to go over those. We do want to thank my brother's cup and Birmingham mortgage group for yet another week possible. Uh, also a shout out to my daughter who is officially into her twenties now. She's almost to the midway mark, but I won't give age. Uh, but cause that only makes me look older. Uh, not that the gray doesn't help <laughs> with that. Uh, but, uh, I know that with the golden globes this week, like it's not so much of who wins. Cause First of all, it's always the things you're like, I didn't see that movie or I didn't watch that show. Like there's a million of those. But it's the acceptance speeches. It's the story behind, you know, all the struggles, the two years leading up to the success for that actor or actress or that director or trying to get a film, you know, made in the midst of the writer's strike, all those things. But my highlight, I don't know if you saw it, my highlight was for Robert Downey Jr., to receive for his role in Oppenheimer, which for a lot of people, they didn't even realize that was him. He was so thin and, you know, the wig and all that stuff, it didn't even look like him. But what I love is just, and I've said this on the show before, but it bears repeating his story from his days of drug addiction and all the struggles he went through as a teen. You know, in the movies doing, you know, less than zero and, you know, and and weird science and all of those during that era when he was at his most toxic, how he's been able to turn his life around and be clean and sober and to make the career that he did as Iron Man. And now to go on after that, you know, to reinvent himself, as he said in his acceptance speech, is so inspiring.
0: He's so interesting. If you ever Google his house, it's ultra modern. The furniture is round. The house is round. It's just amazing. Yes, I think he's very interesting. He said Oppenheimer was the best movie he's ever been in with the best actors he's ever worked with. So for him to win, I know was an absolute thrill. Golden Globes, I watch for outfits. Heidi Klum. The model and actress and hostess with the mostest had mm-hmm. on the most beautiful red dress I've ever seen, read the big theme this year, very classy, beautiful gowns. I thought yeah. they were absolutely incredible. J-Lo with baby pink, you know, very body fitting, very dramatic flower-like mm-hmm. effect. Beautiful. I love to watch all the gowns and dream about having one like that someday. <laughs>
2: So I'll ask you this since you are a woman and you love fashion. Do you think that the Barbie movie, the success of Barbie is what kind of set that tone for the ceremony, for what people were wearing? Like it was the year of Barbie.
0: Why not? You know, Margot, everywhere she's been since the movie came out, she's dressed in a Barbie outfit. Yeah. And they're beautiful. Yeah. And she did the whole pink Barbie I got look. I've got pink Barbie.
2: You are a little Barbie-esque on. tonight.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if Barbie has any short hairdos, but uh, but she was just absolutely beautiful. And yeah, I think that has helped to set a theme. So things from breaking news going on. I, I know you must have seen this: Ace, Alaska Airlines Flight 1282, a piece of the fuselage came off the back end of the plane with a huge gaping hole, sucking a little boy's shirt right off his back. People screaming. Mm-hmm. They couldn't hear the flight attendant for instructions. The masks fall down. It's right after takeoff, 10 minutes in. They obviously have to turn back around, but it's eerie. I I looked at videos, yeah. and no one is saying a word. It's silent. No one's in a panic, but it's almost like everyone's in this state of shock.
2: Yeah. Well, it's like in those movies when you go and it's like, you know, loud, loud noises. And all of a sudden it's dead silent, you know, to add the dramaticness of the scene. That's what it felt like as I was watching those clips. And and I will say, too, you know, to know when you you see those things like there's no way, you know, people survive something like that. But to to know, you know, especially in this day and age, people have, you know, sat through the what to do in the event of an emergency so many times it's become a comedic you know, you know, kind of response, you know, people are like, yeah, yeah, whatever, a flotation device. But I mean, in that situation, you put it to use and like to see how people reacted as scary as it looked to know that, you know, no casualties. That's a big deal.
0: I will say this. If my very expensive cell phone is about to fly out a gaping hole, I'm going to hold on tight because it sucked up people's belongings right right out of that space. I'm like, can you imagine one minute you're sitting there next your phone and everything that you have is going out a
2: window? It's take my stuff. Just leave my fedora. You know, that's all I'm asking. You know, (laughs) that's how they'll identify me in the water, you know.
0: Yes, hang on tight. And I did think, wow, if his shirt comes off, my wig would be one of the first casualties, <laughs> but hey, I got a hundred so I can I could lose one. Fair. Princess Purple Rain being developed as a stage musical. You sent this to me. You sent me a lot mm. of delightful, interesting things. And of course, what did I do? Scream out loud.
2: Oh man. I I mean, musicals are a big deal in our house just because we're a theater family and always performing. But when something new comes out, especially especially this one, because it's a jukebox musical. So, or it's gonna be, because it allows for those who don't necessarily know much about theater, but you know those songs from the radio or you're already already a big prince fan so people who go it gets them into the theater and then hopefully you like that show enough that you'll go even if you just like the jukebox musicals there's plenty of them you know just go support them just to be out and doing something uh but the 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 key will be who's going to play prince like that's the oh, next, that's the next big headline. Really, Who are you gonna? Really? And 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 you have to believe <laughs> everyone in the theater community is like, oh, that that role's mine. That's me. Mm-hmm. That's, I've been wanting to play Prince. You know, that's like being in a you know Michael Jackson tribute show or something. Like you know, if you get the role of MJ, like that's huge. You know, it's iconic. That's, and it, that's it, gonna it also, be fun. It also makes me sad for the long for the for the days that have gone, where we used to have soundtracks. You know, like, you know, the big movie would come out and then whatever Mm -hmm. the big song or the big soundtrack. So you had Footloose and Purple Rain and, you know, a new James Bond or whatever, like all these big songs from the 80s were attached to some movie. You know, you listen to old Casey some Countdowns and it's just one big soundtrack, right? And it Mm -hmm. makes me sad that we don't get that with movies anymore. Like they've tried it with like Barbie had the Billie Eilish song and which is fine. It's a great song, but it's not the same. Like, you know, you, when you hear a song, like you relive the movie in your mind, it was that MTV generation. So I'm excited. So Purple Ray musical coming to New York sometime soon.
0: We're both big Prince fans. His family's all for it, which is great. It's hard to believe that he has been dead since 2016. It's just Horrible, tragic loss of of a brilliant performer. Well, let's dive into a a bit of God's word. Jenny Allen is a wonderful author, and she has written about when God calls you off the beaten path. And I think a lot of people have had that experience where God is telling them, "I want you to do this," and they're like, "Ah, you know, I I want you to speak out, or I want you to go to a different." country and minister and and our fears get ahead of us and mm-hmm. she says the truth is that god and his word never changes cultures do the spirit and work of god continues to move in fresh ways through new methods that's what paul meant when he said i have become all things to all people that by all means i might save some and we learn this in first corinthians nine twenty two. sometimes God just says, I want you to. Mm -hmm. And we want our response to be, yes, Lord, yes, send me. Yeah. But we get, we're human. We get scared if it's something we're not familiar with, or if it's a challenge that, you know, in an area of something, say, we've never done. And it made me think of you because I thought, here you've gone from being a rock musician, and then God calls you to be a worship leader. And now you've taken on a whole new religion due to marriage. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously you wanted to become Episcopalian. Sure. That's a whole new ball game. Yeah, Was there some fear and trepidation in that journey?
2: Not so much fear as just, I really felt out of my comfort zone because, you know, you 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 don't know the rituals and you don't know the order of things and you don't know some of the terminology. So there is that level. And, and it's I think it's that way for any of us. When you come into faith, you, you don't know certain things and you don't want to do anything to, to be offensive or to be disrespectful in any way. So you just, at least for me, I just, you know, kind of tiptoed in, because I remember telling my wife, I was like, you know, I'll never cross myself and all that, but, you know, I'll go and I enjoy it and it's a peaceful service. And, you know, and now to be, you know, getting ready to do a church plan inside the diocese and, you know, and to be able to bring that, not that we're going to be doing rock music, but to bring the mindset of, you know, putting bands together and, and worship sets and stuff. Because in reality, while I did do that route of playing in clubs and bars and bands and stuff. I you know I remember being 8 years old at a little Christian camp in Alabama and was called <laughs> it was called to do music ministry in in a worship setting even though it wasn't called worship you know back in the 80s and so in my head I'm like oh gosh I'm going to be leading people in hymns the rest of my life and I had no appreciation for them at that time and there's still a lot of the liturgy that I don't fully understand of a hymn, but I think a lot of people are that way. So you just sing the words until they eventually make sense, right? It's it's catchy <laughs> enough. Uh, but I think that's what we have to remember is that when when you feel, when, you, when God takes you off the beaten path, the reality is, and I don't mean to, because I, he did this for me, you may never be where you thought you wanted to be or could or should be, but you're always where he wants and needs you to be. And so that is where we have to take peace and It's like, well, I was going to be a this and a that, and you know, God took me this way, and now I'm doing this. Well, you could complain, but it's not going to change because you're not doing the this and the that. You're doing what he meant you for. He meant to call you into that area of your life. So while it's off the beaten path for us, it's exactly dead spot of the target for what he's called us to. But it's and our it, frame of mind that we have to change. But-
0: Well, and he's growing you and he's using you. And I think he's going to equip you when he calls you. And that sounds sort of like, I don't know, gobbledygook, but I think it's true. She has several things. Embrace the fear. I believe your story, you know, is right on with that. You just went in and did it. Expect some resistance. You know, the devil hates us. And we think every—I think some people think going to church and getting involved in ministry it's going to be kumbaya. Everybody's going to be holding hands and we're going to sing all day and it's going to be happy.
1: Yeah.
0: But as somebody who went to work at a church as my vocation for a short while, there was that image. It was hard work. It wasn't all just happy. Let's talk about Jesus and have fun all day. And so. Just stepping up, though, the reward is so great. Well, the reward is great when you call Birmingham Mortgage Group. You call, you ask for Turen and say, you know what? I'm in a pickle. I don't know if I can have a house. Mm -hmm. And he has worked with so many people to get into their dream house. I love his compassion for others. You may not be where you need to be yet. He can show you how to get there. And then when you're there, guide you into the home of your dreams.
2: Yeah. And it's programs that you never even thought existed because he f- managed to find them because he knows exactly the needs of your family and your financial situation. So if you're in Alabama or Florida, you want to give him a call, set up your appointment today. Tell him you heard about it a Roxanne and Ace at 205-259-1656 or go to behammortgage.com.
0: So, a sad fact about twenty twenty three was so many celebrities, singers, dancers, performers, superstars got divorced. yeah, and you know, you and I are have been through that, and it's we've discussed it in the past. It's no fun, but the new stylish thing to do, PR people in the middle of it is to issue things like this. Our journey is now shifting. We are still the best of friends. The decision was amicable and a mutual one moving forward with deep love and kindness. It doesn't matter who it is. They're issuing a statement of kindness and a divorce lawyer. One of the big ones that makes the big bucks out of LA. They asked him what he thinks of it. And he said, I think it's great because here's what people in the middle of a divorce don't think about. When you look back at that process, did you chew each other up alive yeah. Do you regret the things you said and did? Did you worry about the stuff and the big one? What are your children's memories of it going to be?
2: Sure. Well, and I think that's a that's a huge key factor cuz whether you're of faith or not, you know, being kind this year is what I hope we can all do, but if you're in the midst of a divorce, I you know, I've got friends that just went through it while they were in the holidays, like finalized the papers as the Christmas tree was going up kind of situation. And it wasn't amicable, you know, because of the fact that they had kids that were old enough that this is going to leave an impression. And I think the thing too, is to remember that if it's not a matter of whose fault is what, but when you go through divorce, you don't have to be angry. You don't have to hold on to what each other did that made the marriage not work. You're both equally responsible. I mean, my ex and I can be friends because we owned our stuff. It's like, this is what I did to you, and I'm sorry. Oh, well, I, this is what I did to you, and I'm sorry. And, you know, you just let that stuff go because here's the thing I will say as someone who's been divorced twice and learned a, li- a lesson out of both of them, that God is not, like, he didn't wake up and go, oh, wait, who's not married? Like, he knows what's happening, but while he hates divorce, he doesn't hate What's happening to you? He's very aware. The reason he hates divorce is because of what it does to our hearts, you know? And I think if, if we're mean to each other and then the kids suddenly don't want to have anything to do with you because you talk bad about mom or you talk bad about dad, I mean, that just adds, that adds and draws it out to make it feel bigger than it is. And when you're a celebrity and you're already on a pedestal and you can just issue a statement of that, Hey, this is, we're no longer married and, and, and. We wish each other well, and you go on about your business, but everybody wants to, ooh, salt in the wound, and they're at an event the first time since their divorce, and just let them live their lives. Like, stop paparazziing everything. They're human. You know, they're going to make mistakes, and, and sometimes you get married in the throes of things, and you realize, I married the wrong person, or we want different things. And as you get older, as much as we want to believe that we're going to stay the same person that we were when we said, I do, we don't. I mean, I love the fact that I've watched my wife grow and she's watched me grow in our infancy, you know, and we bring a lot to the table from where we were before that we're like, we don't Mm -hmm. want to, we don't, we don't want to repeat certain patterns. And, and even in this next season of life, we've even both heard from God about invest, like really invest Mm -hmm. because. While we don't know what the year brings, if the Holy Spirit's prompting us to invest, then we want to make sure, even in our busy seasons, that we're taking every moment. I, last week, I used GPS to find out where she was in this little window between dropping off my daughter at rehearsal and going to rehearsal myself. I went and found out where she was having dinner with some friends and just walked in. I'm like, hey. She's like, hurry. She's like, are you stalking me? I go, I am actually. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, that's the sexiest thing you've ever done. So, oh, so, sweet. so looking for those moments to stay connected with your spouse. But also, if it's at that point where you are done, just be, just be kind. Just let each other go your way and just be kind to each other.
0: Amen. Ace, that's so smart. And how about just pour a cup of Roxanne blend of coffee and go, ah. Oh. And know that it's helping people, that it is used to perpetuate the gospel of Jesus all around the world. I think it's fabulous that people are given entry into the most, I mean, Burma is pretty awful. Uh, I'm sure there are nice people there, but wow, it's dangerous. And they go in and they say, hey, I'm with my brother's cup coffee. And they say, oh, welcome. And then it's used as a ministry tool. So people come to Christ. I think it's great. The Roxanne Blend, super good.
2: Easy to get, too. Go to RoxanneAndAce.com and order your Roxanne Blend today.
0: Roxanne and Ace Unlimited continues, my favorite part of the show, because God brings us the most anointed people to talk to, and we grow and learn so much. Our guest tonight is no exception to that. She is the director of women's ministry at Covenant Fellowship Church. I love the name of that church. Mm. She's the author of several books here tonight to discuss your welcome devotions for when life is a lot. We've been talking about that. Life is a lot right now. It is. She's a pastor's wife and mom of four who lives in Pennsylvania, where it's a little stormy right now. We welcome to the show,
1: Trish Donahue. Hi there, Trish. Hi. Thank you so much (laughs) for having me. Yes, it is a little stormy here. Uh, you hear some gales, you'll understand, but thank you for having me on the show.
2: So Trish, t- tackling a, I mean, here we are at the beginning of a new year where we're looking for that refreshment, right? That peace. that what's the new regimen and routine. And here it is, you're speaking directly to women. And as someone who has a lot of them in my house, where, where, <laughs> where do you begin? Where do you start the new year when it comes to habits and and letting go?
1: that's a great question and i think some of these many of these issues are things that men face as well uh i think you know in a new year there are good techniques and and resolutions we can make and habits we can form and i do that i i i love that as well but really we can sometimes trust in those things um, to bring us peace like if i just get this thing done or i get this project done And really what the Lord is calling us to do is engage with him, not just think about him, not just get things done, not just talk about him, but really bring our lives, open our lives up to the Lord himself and engage with him. And that's the hope of this devotional is guiding women. Um, And even though it can feel a little counterintuitive, like, but wait, I want to do things. I don't just want to talk to God, I think so often that's exactly what we need instead of the long list of 25 resolutions that we'll probably, you know, maybe get to one of. Well, you know, I'm guilty of,
0: especially as a baby Christian of praying and telling God what I needed and wanted. And, and then I was kind of done and it wasn't really a conversation. And then when people said, well, God talks to you, I'd be like, okay, God's talking to you. <laughs> I well, How am I supposed to hear? So I love that you're emphasizing an interaction, a conversation, an action. How do we go about that? I know that's a big question, but how do we go about that?
1: I think you know, first, uh, just realizing the incredible nature of the welcome of God—that through Jesus shedding His blood on the cross, we're not only, in, we're not only able to have access to Him, but we're invited, we're welcomed. By a loving father to come and bring our worries, our cares, our situations before him. And I think really just uh, taking advantage of that, receiving that gift is uh, what it's all about. And so some of the chapters of the book are ways that we can do that. We sometimes are called to trust in specific situations, trusting God. Sometimes we're called to fight temptations and using God's word to fight the lies that are coming to us from the culture. Sometimes we're called to ponder. Sometimes we're called to really settle into God's assignment for us. And so there are various ways. I mean, the Psalms show us various ways that we can engage with God on an honest level. And I think just realizing that we are welcome to come to him um, and to really respond to him in all those ways, um, depending on what our situation is, is just incredibly freeing and empowering.
2: Well, and I know for a lot, because I hear it in my house all the time, because it's true. You know, my wife is busy. My daughters are busy. Like, there's a lot happening. I'm busy. But making time for God should be the priority. How how does your devotional and your words of encouragement help us to find time in the busyness?
1: Well, interestingly, ironically, the first chapter is about busyness. And it's about how, uh, in the familiar story of Mary and Martha— uh, Martha was convinced that what she needed was help in her busyness. I know what I need. It's to get this done. And it's so interesting because Jesus says, you know what? Um, that's not actually what you really need. One thing is needed and that's to sit at my feet. And so uh, the the various chapters of the book called you are welcomed because it's God the, is the one that welcomes us. Um, I just it guide women chapter by chapter through specific situations with a character in the Bible that go through various situations that apply to us and then show how we are called to come in a particular way. So for instance, Martha was called to just settle down and come and sit at Jesus' feet. Um, Jacob, who was a bit full of himself and trying to climb the ladder of his success, was called to yield. And that's what the Lord called him to do. Um, John the Baptist was stuck in prison and thought his whole life mission was over, and the Lord was calling him to trust. And so I think just we're trying to guide women through their various situations, because the Bible's a broad book. It shows us so many characters going through different situations that we can relate to king hezekiah's kingdom is crumbling um what's he gonna do god shows him he's called to pray and engage with god so we just show women chapter by chapter uh day by day that hey you're in the bible your situation's right here and here is what god has to say to you and how he invites you to open it all up before him is there a particular bible character that speaks to you the most that is a really good question um i think one of them that i do oddly uh resonate with is king hezekiah you'd think what what is an ancient king really to a a modern day woman what in the world Um, and yet he his story is all about him building his kingdom and then he sees there's a threat of it all crumbling and he's faced with these voices that say It's all going down, Hezekiah, everything you've built. And I feel like we as women and as people can so often hear those voices. Everything you've built, it was for nothing. It's a waste. You're doing a terrible job. What were you thinking? And so we see him instead of being kingly and proud and saying, I can do this. What does he do? He runs to the house of God. And he spreads it out before the Lord in this beautiful prayer of submission to God. And we see God meet him there. And so I think it just serves my soul to be reminded that it's not about me being strong all the time and talking positive talk to myself, although certainly that can be helpful. Mm -hmm. Um, But sometimes God just invites us, even kings to come and bring it all before him and spread all the pieces out before him. So that's really encouraging to me.
0: Yeah, Sometimes he says, sit down and and eat, you know, stop. I'm going to send a bird to bring you some food. Yes, exactly. Yes, that's true. And you just talk about those basics. It's just, we serve such a generous, loving, glorious God. And like you said, When you look at the individuals whose lives were changed by their dedication or by getting wayward, you know, like you mentioned, Jacob, wow, lives are changed by that encounter with Jesus. Ace, you were going to say?
2: No, I was, I think the thing that I love most about this devotional is that it is, and I think any devotional can bring people together, but the things that you're hitting on remind women and us men too, that we're not alone in the struggles we face and the things that, you know, linger in the back of our minds or wake us up at 3 a.m. And as people go through this, I hope that that's that they find that community. And I, I assume that's what you're going for in this.
1: Yeah, we live in such an individualistic culture, you know, take care of yourself. You can do it. You don't need anybody else. And really, that is just not true. I think if we're honest with ourselves, we realize very quickly that we don't have enough. We are not enough. And so the Bible is this wonderful book that shows us um, certainly people like us and their need for a savior. And then also reminds us that we're all in the same boat. We're all needy sinners that have the wonderful welcome of a gracious God. And I think when we do just really get honest and talk about these things, Envy. In the book, we talk about envy. We talk about being overwhelmed. We talk about being selfish and wanting more for ourselves. We talk about yielding. When we talk about these things, we make them okay to admit, oh, you struggle with that too. Others feel that way. Mm -hmm. And I think that's just so valuable because we do, we need community. We need other people telling us the truth because we so easily forget it. Mm -hmm. And so absolutely. It's one of the goals of the book. Trish Donahue, you are a delight. The book is called You Are Welcome, Devotions for
0: When Life is a Lot. I love the title of it. How can people connect with you and pick up a copy of the book?
1: Uh, the book's available on Amazon. Interestingly, it autocorrects to You Are Welcome because that's such a common <laughs> phrase. So if you quit, you are welcomed, Trish Donahue, it will come up easily. <laughs> yeah. And there's a little interview and some information there. Um, New Growth Press is the publisher. We'd love you to go there. Um, and other um booksellers sell it as well.
2: Great. We'll also link it at RoxanneAce.com. and ace.com. Trish, thanks so much for your time and your insights today.
1: Absolutely. Thank you for having me. God bless you.
0: So I want to talk a little bit about travel agents to the mega rich. Travel is big right now because people were so contained for so many years with COVID. And Lux Life Travel has some stories. And and you know, I'm a little jaded as a former news director and news reporter. Yeah. I have seen a lot. But this <laughs> I was like, you have got to be kidding me. Here's a client. You just won't believe this from Indonesia. She was traveling with her family and an entourage. Here's what she had to have. <laughs> Mineral water of a certain pH level. Make sure every room where she stayed had a minimum of 12 rugs. Okay. Her feet were not allowed to touch any bare f- What? <laughs> she insisted. I'm not done. I'm receiving fresh flowers daily. They had to, this is, this is the, this can't be real. This is the kicker. They had to be dyed to match her outfit.
2: All right. Now, as someone who (laughs) matches every setting, that doesn't even sound like you. Like I thought, you know, Roxanne has a plan. She matches the decor. Like you even went splatter date the other night with Wayne and you had a streaked (laughs) wig. I'm like, only Roxanne would do that. Like this, this is on a whole nother level of, you know, high maintenance, not that you're high maintenance, but you, you know what you like and you go for it. So I guess that's who, I, that's what she's you doing. Know,
0: I matched the wigs and the outfits a little bit now, but, and here's the one final thing about this woman. It just kind of blows my mind. They, they go to the fanciest hotel there is and the presidential suite was already booked. Mm. Well, you know what she did? She contacted the people in the suite and paid them double to get out. And they had friends next door and she paid them double to get out.
2: Wow. What does she do? And, you know, how can I be friends with her? Like, that's a lot of moolah, which I guess anything has a price. Like you're willing, like I'm at that point where I'm willing to pay for either comfort, more comfort. So I get that. Now Mm -hmm. I'm not paying that kind of money, but. When I can, I will, or for ease. So if it's someone doing my lawn or it's someone raking my leaves or, you know, things to free up my time. So I have the peace of it. It's going to get done. It gets done. Right. But mine's not necessarily a luxury. I ain't kicking people out of that hotel. (laughs) That's just mean.
0: Well, this is mean because you're in dry January. I'm doing a cleanse. So now we're going to talk about nasty, nastiness. And when it comes to food and eating and a woman who is a TikTok sensation, she has put together a breakfast hack that is blowing people's minds. Here's Mm -hmm. what it is. You replace the bread of a regular McMuffin with two hash browns. So that's easy enough. But here's what she does. She gets the syrup that you would normally have on Mm -hmm. like pancakes. I think McDonald's has a name for it. I don't eat it, but. She pours that on it and then eats it and that you see the syrup going down her hand.
2: Oh no, 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 no.
0: But the people who have sampled it say, don't make fun of it. Don't question it until
2: yeah. you try it. Well, can I be high maintenance and ask for utensils? I mean, please, I don't, you know, I'm not five. I don't want syrup all down my arm and my face. And like, I just cut it up, eat a bite. Hey, you're right. That's yummy, salty, sweet, (laughs) and I'm clean. Look at that. Plus, I don't, I mean, my thought, I've had just the hash brown from McDonald's alone. It's a little greasier than. Yeah, it is. So. Leave some behind. Maybe that wasn't syrup dripping down. It was a mixture of something else. (laughs) Just saying. Well, I know that uh, we love to close out each week, checking in on each other to find out what our vibes are. I have to say my vibe for this week is we got smart bulbs for the house and it's all controlled on my phone. So I can Uh. not only turn them on and off, but I can change the color and I can set the mood And like I can do. and, And we've got them in like four different places in the house. And I'm thinking, what else can I do to smart my house up? Like I want cameras, I want it voice activated, like I want it to walk in and go, hello, ace, welcome to the manor. How are you? Like, I mean, it is I, I didn't think I like I got it as a quick fix for my son's lamp because he has a perfectly functioning ceiling fan that the chain wouldn't pull, like he couldn't turn the light off. So I just got the smart bulb because I'm like, he's on his phone all the time. He can just turn the thing on and off and and he loves that. But I was like, but I'd kind of like a bulb myself. And sure enough, man. <laughs> I've been playing with those things. Every, every time the kids come through the living room, I've changed the settings in the living room. They're like, oh, we're pink now. I'm like, hey, that's the limit. It's a smart home.
0: Oh, now you make me want one oh, or so two cool. or three. They're so Oh, cool. my goodness. Well, for me, a little, a little snippet. Joel Osteen's 15 Ways to Live Longer and Healthier. You know, I love Joel, and I know everybody's like, he had not been to seminary. He doesn't preach hell. uh, I'll hear it. That's okay. I still love him. Thank you. And so here we are with Joel. One of the things he shared, that was mean, but I just have to say it.
2: (laughs) People say it. (laughs) They do. It's not mean if it's true, right? It's, you know, so anyway.
0: One of the things he shares is God uses trouble to move us where he wants us to be he uses rejection and betrayal to set us up for promotion Mm. and it sounds simple but sometimes like when i got fired once and it was the end of the world i am the most buttoned up prompt I, i work really hard i to be fired You know, there was a new owner of the company and I was replaced by his granddaughter, but I still got fired. Right. And I thought if I were that good, they would have kept me. Here's the thing without that happening, the next fabulous job that I drove to Texas in an old car and got this really cool gig and it changed my life.
2: Yeah.
0: Without that rejection, the promotion wouldn't have happened. And I think, you know, if you look at Joseph from the Bible, look at Joseph is blows my mind Absolutely. you're thrown in a pit everyone hates you even your own brothers they say you're dead then you try to make some progress then people lie about you then the then the wife tries to get you then you're thrown into i mean yeah it took him a long time to be in charge <laughs>
2: oh i know i know but it but the great thing is that's that's one of many stories i mean jesus even take the literal death barrel and resurrection. If you're waiting on something to happen in your life, let's say you got fired today, wait three days, see what God does. What is he taking away from you that you might not be willing to walk away from? Or maybe you did do mm-hmm. something dumb and you got fired or, or you lost a relationship or something. But what's what he's taking us to is then so that when people go, how'd you get that? the Lord. I mean, that I I love those moments because it's not on my own actions or my own talents. It's on, I've appointed this to you. So it's not that someone else got your job. It was that he took you to the job that he made for you. So I, I love that way of thinking. So I, I, I'm vibing on that with you now. So thank you for sharing. <laughs> <Thank>
0: you.
2: <laughs> of course, make sure you vibe with us. Like, follow, subscribe so you don't miss future episodes. Again, thanks to My Brother's Cup and Birmingham Mortgage Group for helping us to be unlimited this week. Have a great weekend. And Roxanne, I love you.
0: I love you with all my heart. You've been listening to Roxanne and Ace Unlimited. To make sure you don't miss future shows, you can subscribe anywhere you like to podcast and catch up on anything you've missed. Find out more at RoxanneAndAce.com. Roxanne and Ace Unlimited is a production of Spacebird Media.